What's up, what's up, what's up? Annyeonghaseyo to all my Korean peeps out there. My name is Denise, and whether you're watching via YouTube or listening on Spotify, you already know what time it is. It's time for what? That K-pop talk. And we do what here? We talk about K-pop, of course. Okay, so you know I had to plug that little intro in there. Anyways, I just want to let you guys know that I'm pretty nervous today for this episode because... Oh, I have my very first guest. Yay! Okay, so I'm very excited about her because her niche in the K-pop world is birthdays. That's all she does. Her name is Svenja, and she's all the way from Germany. So she's going to be coming on after we talk about K-pop news because y'all know I got to give y'all the juice. I got to give y'all the news. I got to tell y'all what's been going on. I didn't do a podcast last week because it was Paris Fashion Week. And all the K-pop idols, just about, not all of them, but most of them were descending upon Pewi for the latest fashions and doing their press photo calls and, you know, all the spills. But they're back now, which means lots of news and lots of things to talk about. So sit back, relax. You don't want to miss this episode. Stay tuned in. Look, y'all, I got my sake. You guys have your sake. You have your soju or whatever it is you want to drink, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. You want to keep it nearby because we're going to have so much fun on this episode, okay? So, stay tuned. The episode, the podcast of that K-pop talk starts right now. Okay, everyone. So, now it's time for that K-pop news where you guys know what I do. I report the facts to you as they are. And last week, I didn't get a chance to do a podcast because a lot of the artists that I talk about were at Paris Fashion Week. So I decided to wait until this week to do the K-pop news. But anyways, I do want to touch a little bit on Paris Fashion Week because there were some notables, some people that I think stood out. Um, more notable in my eyes were... Jackson Wang, J-Hope and Jimin, um, and Hoshi from Seventeen, Sugar, um, Taeyang from Big Bang, uh, Jian Hanyo, I believe that's his name, and this is the, the top of them all, right? Jisoo or Jisoo from Blackpink. She looked like Audrey Hepburn, and to me, she was classic classic Christian Dior beautiful in every way no one could have rocked that dress for her if you don't know what I'm talking about go to my Instagram go to Jesus Instagram go to Christian Dior's Instagram it was plastered everywhere because her look was very iconic so congratulations Jisoo from Blackpink you looked amazing okay all right, so I also want to say Happy Lunar New Year to everyone. Again, didn't get a chance to say it last week because I didn't report on anything, but I do want to give my respect and say Happy Lunar New Year to everyone out there. I also want to talk about BTS, right? Yet to come in Busan. The, um, the concert is coming to theaters. Um, as a matter of fact, it's in some of the theaters as of the first, right? I am going this weekend. I'm so excited. So I'm going to report to you on the vlog and let you guys know what 
fun I had because I'm gonna tell you right now, I already know I'm gonna have fun. So I'm gonna report to you guys next week on what happened when I go meet up with other armies and um yeah, so there's that. Also, um, if you guys go to the Yet to Come in Busan concert at your local theater, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at thatkpoptalk at gmail.com and let me know what experience that you guys also have at the concert with other armies that you attend in the theater with for the concert. Okay, New Jeans. New Jeans landed a global ambassadors for Nike. Um for their leggings and I saw the ad last week sometime. I thought the ad was amazing. You don't see a lot of K-pop idols do sports ads. So to see this K-pop girl group and they're so young, they just debuted last year to land this prestigious sportswear um, collab as Globe Ambassadors is amazing. So congratulations, New Jeans. And speaking of New Jeans, did you guys know that they are the most streamed album by a fourth generation girl group? And right now they have um, 447 million to date on Spotify and counting. Um, I, I had gotten those figures from, I think, three days ago. So I'm pretty sure it's a lot more than 447 million right now. Okay, moving on. Blackpink. Blackpink now has over 100 million streams on YouTube for their shutdown dance performance video. So congratulations to Blackpink on that. And I forgot to tell you, Ditto by New Jeans has amassed more than 100 million streams on YouTube. So congratulations. I had to backtrack and put that in there with New Jeans because I see it right here and I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you guys. So that is an accomplishment in its own. So congratulations, New Jeans. Okay. Cookie. John Jungkook from BTS. Let me tell you about him. John Jungkook has become the fastest Korean. Not fastest Korean, but the Korean to get to 800 million views the fastest Korean to do so on the Billboard charts. This guy has 800 million streams. What? And let me tell you something. The reason why I'm tripping over this is because he doesn't even have an album out yet. Not one album. All these have been collabs and like singles that he's been putting out. But he doesn't even have an album. I believe when Cookie finally puts out an album, John John Cook, that's what I'm talking about. When he finally puts out an album, that thing is going to soar to number one so fast. So, John John Cook, you've been under the radar lately. We don't know where you've been. We don't know what you've been doing. But I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as I hear the word that you have an album out, my ear is going to be glued to the wall. I can't wait. Okay, Baby Monster. For those of you who do not know, YG is putting out a new girl group. Since Blackpink, they have not put out a girl group, right? So far, what we do know is that there are six members that they have introduced to us as of today, right? The six members are Harum. 
Ayan, Chiquita from Thailand, Asa from Japan, and this is in, in the order that they have introduced them to us. So, so far, that's one through four. Number five is Rora, and number six is Farida from Thailand. So, let me tell you about these girls. Voices off the chart. Amazing. Those little girls can belch a tune. Do you hear me? And they can wrap their tails off. I am very excited to hear what this group sounds like and um, much anticipated wait for their debut song. So I am so, so here for it. Okay. And also too, did you guys see their dance video that they put out? I was just like shook when I saw that. I'm like, who? What? I mean, very unique dancing, you guys. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go to my Instagram. Or better yet, go to YG's Instagram and you will see what I'm talking about. Like this group coming out is going to be a force to be reckoned with. I guarantee you that. Okay, so moving on. It's time for my interview with Svenja. I am so excited. Don't go anywhere because in the next segment, we're going to talk about K-pop and birthdays. You guys, you'll be so amazed how K-pop birthdays are so embedded in K-pop culture. So don't go anywhere. Get your soju, get your sake, get whatever you want to drink, sit back, have fun watching the interview of me and Svenja. She's all the way from Germany and we have so much fun doing this interview so you don't want to miss it. The interview about K-pop birthdays is coming up next with my very first guest, Svenja. Welcome back to That K-pop Talk. And once again, my name is Denise and today we have my very first guest. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hello. All the way from Germany is my girl Svenja. Svenja. My daughter is always correcting me about her name. So, how are you? Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so Svenja, we're here. We had a chance to talk earlier. I want everyone to know who you are and what you do because you have a very specific niche in K-pop. And that is figuring out everybody's birthdays and letting us know about it, right? So, let, tell everyone in K-pop land, you know, how you got into doing the birthdays for K-pop and um, the reactions from the K-idols, you know, what reactions you've gotten so far from it. <laughs> yeah, so hi, um, my name is Svenja. I am from Germany and I'm almost 26 years old. Yay. Um, <laughs> She's saying I that, did... you guys, because her birthday is this month. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've been into K-pop since 2012, so it's been 11 years, and um, I have the biggest birthday account for K-pop idols on Instagram, and um, I've gotten around to do that because I've always wanted a place to talk about my interest and my love for K-pop with um, people who have the same mindset as me, and I couldn't do that in real life because I was like 14 or something. Um, 
when I got into it and all of my friends at that time didn't really understand my obsession with it. So I looked um, for a place to do that online um, and I've had several concepts. I did a K-pop game account um, in the start, then I had like a profile page, but um, that that wasn't really what people were interested in because that mm -hmm. has been around a lot at that time. So. Um, I've always been that friend who was very good at remembering birthdays. Um, so I thought, why not make use of that? Right. Um, and then I just went on Google and started Googling K-pop profiles. And I went through all of their profile lists, all of their group profiles, solo artists. And I basically just noted down everyone's birthday. Um, and then I started this Instagram account and because no one really did it at that time, um, my account grew pretty fast mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, here I am now. I have 51,000 followers, which is completely crazy. And I still, I still don't really realize how big this account is. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's been, it's been a wild ride. And um, I have, like, you asked about it, so I have been noticed by a lot of um, K-pop idols, actually. Um, most of all, more or less known idols with with less followers, but I've, al I've also had people like um, BM from Card, mm -hmm. people like Eric Nam, um, Watch My Stories, wow. Dawn, Dawn um, Soman from Card, or former 21 member Minzy, they've liked my posts before. Also, a lot of other people. I'm probably um, forgetting someone really important right now. <laughs> but um, but yeah, those were... It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah. Well, let me ask you, um, because we are talking about, you know, um, the niche that you have. Have you noticed, I'm going to ask you a little trivia question here. What are the months that have the most K-pop birthdays? And what are the months that have the least K-pop birthdays? So the month that has the most birthdays are, like, I've never really counted, um, but just from my perspective alone, mm -hmm. it's um, February for once, because, like, the month itself has lesser days, but it's so packed. That makes so sense. It, seems like, it seems like a lot. And then also somehow, I don't know why, but somehow it's September and October were pretty yeah. packed. Um, so these three are the most, uh, the, the ones with the most birthdays, I would say. And then the ones with the least birthdays are actually the summer months, like um, June and July. So, yeah. Which is interesting. I think it's kind of like that, at least. From That's interesting <laughs> because in the U.S., most of the birthdays are in the summer. So that's very interesting. Yes, well. that's very interesting. Okay, so let me ask you, like, um, what would you um, consider the most, uh, what, what do you consider the most, um, not strenuous, but, but the most time-consuming part? Is it compiling all the birthdays together? Because you and I had a conversation earlier and you was talking about how you have to compile it or comprise it in a certain way so that it's easier for you. Because, you know, after all, this is not your end-all, be-all job. You have other things going on outside of putting these birthdays yeah. together. So 
what is what takes the longest of getting everything together? I think um, it's it's not actually the list. It's not the profiles itself because I've made that list in the very beginning when I first started this page, like four and a half years ago. That's mm -hmm. when I first made the list. Mm -hmm. um, so all I really have to do at this point is just like adding idols and removing idols. Um, so that's not really much work. And also the posts itself, like I... I do a new template, I do a new layout every month that I just have to edit the pictures and the names in. So that's not really much work to do as well. Mm -hmm. And I also prepare my posts so that I have them saved as drafts, like on Instagram. So really all I have to do is click post. So I think actually the thing that takes up most time about posting every day is doing stories because the stories I can't really prepare right and um since I think since January I also do this thing where where I add music to every single story so that actually takes up a lot of time right um so yeah I think that's that's the most time consuming thing yeah I know um when you said add and take yeah. away that means groups are debuting solo artists are debuting as well as disbanding and as well as discontinuing their career. Exactly. So when you add people and take people away, does that send an emotional roller coaster through your mind, through your feelings that you have at that point about that particular group or person? Not really when I add groups, um, because I most of the time don't even know about the groups until they have their debut. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really have a strong connection to any of those. But I'm super multi-fandom, so I listen to, I would say, almost every K-pop group out there. I have at least one song saved from them in my music library. Um, so it's, it's always really nostalgic when, when you have to, or when I have to remove groups from my list because they disband. Um, because I don't know, I've been into K-pop for 11 years now. And at this point, I just know how hard idols work. Like they spend their whole youth, their whole teenage years training and dedicating are dedicated to their career right and then seeing it um seeing it crumble because of mismanagement or mistreatment is is always just sad and and you just feel sorry for them because sometimes groups disband because of internal issues or because members don't get along with each other and then you are at a point where you where you say like well then it's just for the better like they, they don't get forced to do everything. Um, and then it's a different feeling. But when you know that groups disband because they're just mismanaged or mistreated, um, that's, that's just really sad because, I don't know, you just wish the best for them. And then for it to end like this, it's, it's just not fair, you know? I do have, I do have one question that just um, had come across my mind when we're talking about um, the feelings of mistreatment or... Um of you know the different reasons why a group may disband some good maybe they've gone on to be an actor or 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 went back to school or something you know and then like you said the negative things um 
which can lead anywhere from mismanagement to, um, you remember, I don't know if you remember, but Les Seraphim, you know, one of the group, one of the group members was accused of bullying. So she couldn't join them on their debut. Um, let's go back further to Shiny. And this may be so of emotional, but let's go back to when one of the members um, had taken their own life. Did you have them? Because I'm new. I, I, I became a fan of K-pop in 2020. But at that time when he was, you know, evidently you had to remove him from the K-pop birthday profile. And did you have some emotional connection when you had to do that if that was the case? Um, and and that's the only one that I know of during that time period. Like I said, I'm new, so I don't know if there were any others. Is that something that you emotionally have to take time out from and and recompose yourself from that? There are actually, like, sadly enough, um, a few idols that passed away, um, either from, from physical conditions or because they committed suicide. Um, but out of respect for the idols, I still include them in my birthday posts, actually. Um, oh. Even when the groups disbanded, I do still include them um, because it's an emotional issue for many people. Um, and when the thing with Jonghyun happened, I was in shambles because um, Shiny was the group that got me into K-pop. And... Shiny will always have a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. So um, I I still can recall that day exactly, like from morning to evening. I can tell you exactly what I did on that day, what happened, how I felt. Um, so uh, it wasn't great. And I think it, I don't even, like I don't have the year in my head when that happened. I think it was in 2019, but I'm not sure. It might have been in, 2018 as well mm -hmm. but um yeah i then then i made the decision to still include idols like him in my posts because out of respect for them i do like that keep them yeah. in your posts because you know through no fault of their own you know they're they don't deserve to be taken off so i do like that um yeah i i, I really that's like it that's like you're keeping their memory alive so i i really appreciate yeah. that you know, coming from the fan um, point of view, um, never thought about that because I would assume you would have taken them off. So to keep them on, that says a lot yeah. about you. So that says a lot about you. And that's a good thing. It's really a good thing. When you, and this, this may be the, you know, um, a very unique question, but when you um, figure out, you know, the, the birthdays, right? And you put their backgrounds or pictures. How do you decide what picture to put with the birthday? And do you switch these? And do you, yeah. And do you switch these pictures up every year? I try to. Um, so for my, you might notice that I use a different style of pictures for my story posts mm -hmm. and for my feed posts. Mm -hmm. So for story posts, I always use um, promotional pictures like teaser images and I always use the latest teaser images I can find and um, for my feed posts I um, I just use fan taken pictures selfies um, behind the scenes pictures whatever and I honestly just go with what I personally like mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, what pictures I find attractive or cute or sweet or just 
what my personal preference is. And luckily enough, I've almost never gotten criticism for the pictures I, I choose. Like there were maybe one or two people who were like, oh, you choose ugly pictures, but <laughs> what can you do? Like it's my own taste. So right. yeah, I, I just choose the pictures based on my own personal preference, to be honest. I think your profile looks fine. So the naysayers that say anything negative, just ignore <laughs> Thank them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have um, groups that you actually give us fun facts on. Um, and anniversaries, I mean, how do you, um, how do you tackle anniversaries? Cause you and I had a conversation earlier and, and I was asking you, um, are there, do every group, um, have a festa? Does every group have a festa? And you were saying that, you know, each K-pop group is different. So how do you, um, determine the anniversaries is the same way that you compile the anniversaries and also where do you know you get these fun facts about things you know um where did they come from um so the anniversaries are just like the birthdays i just get them from prof profile pages um and actually the fun facts as well like i do these group guides where i give people basic informations about groups and then I always, like, I also compile some facts where people might know them from, like from dramas or other music videos or former groups, competition shows, I don't know, whatever. Um, and people always ask, oh, where do you get it from? Like, it's some kind of really big mystery, mm -hmm. but it's literally all the profile pages that you can find on Google. It's, it's really nothing special. I use the same thing everybody else uses. I don't have some kind of secret data or something. It's just, it's just normal profile pages. <laughs> You'll be amazed how many yeah. people actually don't research that. I think sometimes, um, yeah, I in, know. <laughs> in certain subjects, especially, you know, with K-pop, um, they just want to see the music videos. They want to see the content that goes around the music exactly. videos, but yeah. like dig diving, like digging and diving and seeing how they come up with that information to research more. A lot of people don't do that. You know, a lot of people are not like us where we yeah. just research, research, research. Um, it takes a special type of, you know, fan fandom type person like we are to actually go the extra level. And then it's those people that actually read what we put out. Right. So, um, it may seem obvious to us <laughs> that, you know, look at Wikipedia, you know, look, yeah. look at Rotors, yeah, totally. look at, look at these, was it all, all K-pop, you know, all them different type of, um, K-pop newsletter outlets, but a lot of people yeah. don't take time to read them. So you guys, I'm telling you now where we get our information from. Sfingley just told you where she get her information from. But watch, they're still going to watch our stuff to get the information. So, <laughs> um, there was something else I was meaning to uh, ask you about too as well. Oh, so when you, um, at the end of the day, right, you, you've done your, you've done your post for the day. Do you have an automatic, um, automatic app or something that just, lines everything up for you or you do that on your own how far in advance do you carry out what you're going to do for the day for the week get everything together how does that work 
so I I don't have an app or anything. Um, I like obviously I have my editing app um, where I have all my designs, all my edits saved. Um, but the thing I actually use the most for preparing posts is Instagram itself mm-hmm. because I always. This might sound weird to people, but it's just the system that I have. Um, I always have the next five days, um, like the posts of the next five days, I always have prepared in my drafts mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. So when I have a day posted, like for example, when I posted earlier today, um, the thing I did when I was done posting was I um, downloaded the new cover image from my editing app. And then I um, looked at what idols' birthdays were coming up. Um, and then I edited the caption accordingly. Mm-hmm. And then I compiled it in a post and saved it in a draft on Instagram. So all I have to do in five days for that post is click on post. Um, so that's, that's how I um, stay prepared so that I don't have tons of work to do suddenly. Right. And yeah. <laughs> and I know you've been doing this since 2018, um, even though you've been a K-pop fan since 2012. Do you think you'll be yeah. doing this in the near future or are you going to do this forever? Because you do have work life outside of putting this information on Instagram. I do. Um, I am actually doing an apprenticeship for becoming a kindergarten teacher. And I'm in my last year now, which is uh, my practical year. So the two years before that, I was still in school. Um, And now I'm in my practical year. And when I was in school, I have had more time, obviously. But now I work full time. I work from um, 7.30 until um, 3, 3 3.30 in the afternoon. And um, yeah, I, I do have stuff to do at home, like for school or for work. But um, it's like this post or this this um, account is not work for me, you know. Like because it's something that I enjoy doing. It's mm-hmm. it's a hobby of mine, and it's a hobby of mine to like just K-pop itself, and then to do this account and to connect with people. So I don't see it at work or uh, as work or as exhausting. It's it's like fun to me, and it's part of my free time activities so like as it is now i'm like i'm going to continue doing this for still some time but i don't want to like i don't want to say oh i'm i'm gonna do it for this and that many years like when i realize it's, it's gonna be too much or when i realize i'm growing out of k-pop which totally might happen mm-hmm. um then then i'm gonna stop because as long like when I'm at the point where I'm not enjoying this anymore and when I'm forcing myself to do this, I'm not going to do it anymore because that's not the purpose of it. But um, like as things are now, I'm still very much enjoying this. So there's no need to worry. Right. I know um, you, you said you've been a K-pop fan since 2012 and um, you've grown over the years. It's been over a decade and K-pop is still in your life. Um, so... I, I feel that me at my age, you know, K-pop is just now coming into my life. And people equate this with just a teeny bopper or a teenager type thing. By the way, we were, um, for you guys don't know, um, out there in uh, 
K-pop land. We oh. are. <laughs> we shared with each other what we were drinking, and I have some sake. What are you having, Svinya? I'm having peach soju because I can't drink any other type of soju. <laughs> yeah, this is very smooth. I, I really do like this. I know that um, I am, you know, very new to this, but I, I do know that it's not just a teeny bopper thing. You know, um, you know, Svenja has been through this, um, you know, going through the stages of growing up and K-pop is still in her life. What, since 14? And K-pop is still in her life. Yeah. And I am 51 and K-pop is just now starting to be a part of my life. So it's a positive community. We lift each other up. And, you know, it's such a fun hobby to be in. Fun music, fun events. And, you know, just having you do the birthdays, you know, that's where I get my birthdays from. You know, if, if there's someone that I know I feature a lot on my 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 social media, I'm like, well, whose birthday is it today? I'll go to yours. If it's someone I constantly post, I'll take from that and be like, okay, I see. Do Young's birthday is today. So I didn't know that. Let me go ahead and, and write up a post for him real quick. Because I don't want, you know, my <laughs> followers to think I forgot about people, you know? So I go to your post, I go to your Instagram to see who it is that I personally know that I can say, hey, happy birthday, you know? And I really appreciate you from that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people, and that's the reason why you do have over 50,000 followers, is because people look forward to who you're gonna post. And even if it's someone's birthday that they didn't recognize, they'll go research that person and say, hey, you know, wait a minute, I didn't know this person even exists. Whose birthday is this? I know I, I've been that person. Um, there are there are a few K-pop idols that I don't know about. And because you posted them, I'm like, wait a minute. Because I really realized at any point given time, there's over 200 K-pop groups, like groups and idols and solo even artists. More. There's even more. There's so <laughs> many of them. It's, and, you know, that's how yeah. I got into K-Indie and K-Rap and, you know, all these different genres of K-pop, you know, and I'm listening to them all. But it really began when I saw your your um, K-pop birthday Instagram to realize there's so much more than the main people that I researched on my own. So I really thank you for that because you're really opening, even though you're just doing birthdays, you're doing more than just birthdays. The surface level is you're, you're giving us the birthday, but underneath that surface level, you're giving us more information to find out more about the K-pop groups and the K-pop idols. And for that, I am so appreciative of. So that's really, yes, that, that, that's like so sweet because, yes. um, what, like my goal is for my account to be a safe place for people um to be a safe place where they can talk about their worries or like what what they're busy with at the moment and i always read all of my dms um and i most of the time i also answer them um and like when people tell me sometimes i go live and just talk and sometimes people will tell me that this is their comfort place or mm -hmm. like when they watch me they feel like or uh, it reminds them of 
watching Chan's room, like Chan from Stray Kids, he does this weekly thing called Chan's room. Mm -hmm. And being in the Stray Kids fandom, they're my old group. Um, so I know how big of a safe space Chan's room is, especially for someone like me as well. Right. So hearing that from people is just like, it's the best. It's honestly one of the reasons why I even do this. Um, and, and yeah, like, it gives you back so much. <laughs> right. You, you've you always been good with, with doing the K-pop profiles, you know. Like I said, those little nuggets of things that we didn't know or, you yeah. know, of groups that we didn't know of. So you're more than just K-pop birthdays. Even though it says K-pop birthdays, that's like I said, the surface level. And you give us so much more. And I'm so appreciative. Um, We're going to wrap now. Um, We would love to have you back because... <laughs> I just will. Yes, we would love to have you back because there are some things that, you know, I know we had talked about earlier because um, we did have a conversation prior to this. Um, I yeah, talked to her earlier and there's so many things that I didn't know. Like she's been in this for such a long time. I'm a newbie, but part of the reason why we do this, why why um, Svenja does it and why I do it is because it's part of the journey, right? Is part of the journey of sharing what we feel about K-pop with you. And whether you follow me, whether you follow Svenja, or whether you follow both of us, it's all about engulfing the community in K-pop and in just feeling positive about life and having K-pop along for the journey, right? We could be allowed to be in our feelings. Because if you listen exactly. to the words, yes, you listen to the words of a lot of these K-pop songs, they allow you to be in your feelings, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I always feel good, you know, um, even now, you know, we just talked almost for half an hour about K-pop and I feel good, yeah. you know, because I'm speaking to another fellow K-pop person. So <laughs> um, with that being said, I appreciate you coming on. We're definitely going to have to have you come back. I really enjoyed our conversation. I would I would love to. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you guys heard it. Spinya will be back. So keep watching because you never know when she's going to pop up and talk about some more <laughs> birthdays, okay? Um, and we really appreciate you coming on. I will speak with you next week. And you guys don't go anywhere because guess what's coming up next? You guys already know K-pop releases, the music videos, the comebacks, everything that you want to know is coming back. Talk to you later. Hey everyone, welcome back. And this segment is called K-pop Releases and My K-pop Vibes. By the way, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview that I had with Svenja. Um, as you can tell, a lot more goes into what she does besides just reporting birthdays. This is whole thing behind it that has to do with the connection to the K-pop culture. And I know we got a little bit deep, um, especially when we talked about Shiny. But it's a conversation that needed to be had and I appreciate her honesty and also her, her, you know, just her being um, vulnerable to the situation and sharing her truth about how she feels when she reports the birthdays and when the, the K-pop artist um, debuts as well when they disband as well as when something tragic happens. So. Thank you guys for understanding and thank you guys for supporting her on her journey of reporting these K-pop birthdays and make sure you follow her and support her as well. Okay. 
Okay, let's get into K-pop releases. Okay, we have a lot to talk about um, on the releases and the K-pop vibes. And for those of you who don't know what my vibes are, that means these are things that um, I'm vibing to this week. I'm playing them a little bit more than other tracks. And um, I really get into um, the history that I researched a group. And um, I just appreciate the music more when I listen to it because I did a little deep dive into who they were. But right now, let's talk about some releases. Les Seraphim's music video, Fearless, had um, they did a J Japanese version a couple couple weeks ago, like right around Paris Fashion Week. So um, if you guys haven't checked it out, check out their Japanese version of Fearless. Okay, NCT 127 music video, DJ Track music video has come out and it's part of their fourth mini album repackaging that had come out on January 30th. So if you haven't seen that video, go look at it. I really do like it. They have another video, as you guys know, called Ayo that that um they debuted a couple of days ago. And we're going to get into that because guess what? It's part of my K-pop vibes. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Also, tomorrow times together wow they came out kicking butts and taking names like those five young men Woo! this album temptation have you guys listened to it if not go listen to it on any streaming platform y'all i think they're gonna be selling out this year on their world tour again like you guys i'm trying to get my ticket for may right i'm on the list Hopefully, I can get the lottery and get my ticket. Me and my friend were trying to go. You guys, I will let you know what happens. But I'm telling y'all, y'all don't want to miss out on the concert this year because that album is everything. Their new single, Sugar Rush Ride, already has tens of millions of views and counting. And we're going to talk about that later because guess what? That's part of my K-pop vibe for the week, Sugar Rush Ride. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot to mention too. Do you know this um rapper by the name of Koi Lorray? She's she's um well known right now with the song that's trending on TikTok as well as um playing on the streaming media sites here in the United States. She is also collabing on a song on Tomorrow Times Together's album. So that's another reason why you should tune in and listen to their album. Okay. They had their showcase on the 26th and, and um, got very good reviews from it. All right. So let's go. I'm segueing into my K-pop vibe because speaking of Tomorrow Times Together, um, their song Sugar Rush Ride. Oh my God. It is set in like a fairyland um, type atmosphere. And one thing that struck me about that video is their choreography was just outstanding. Um, when they did their teasers, they had two teasers, um, two teaser music videos. There were like a minute and something each. And, oh my God, it was like you was in the fairyland. And they really stepped up their game. Like, they're on another level. They really stepped up their game. So I'm looking forward, like I said, to seeing them in concert. But Sugar Rush Ride um, really was a good quality music video as 
as all their other music videos are. So if you haven't seen Sugar Rush Ride, go take a look at it. And um, hopefully that song will be part of your playlist this week. And, and um, it could be part of your K-Vibe as well. Okay, the next one I want to talk about um, is a group that I have been anticipating their comeback for quite some time now. And that is XG. For those of you who do not know who XG is, they are comprised of seven girls. The girls are um, Juria, Harvey, Maya, Kokona, Hinata, Jurin, and Chisa. Now, if some of those girls' names sound familiar, it's because the rappers had what they call a Zypher. And the Zypher became well-known for the complexity of how these girls were rapping. Each one had a certain cadence that was different from the other, but they were also good. But the one who really got a lot of attention was Kokona. Kokona followed by Maya. Like those two right there, they were going viral, but Kokona really went viral. Like it was something about her rapping cadence style that a lot of people really liked. So people were already familiar with her. But I was waiting for the whole album to come out as well as this first single, Shooting Star, when I saw the trailer. And let me tell you, this this is a secret weapon. Like, this group is a secret, secret weapon. Don't sleep on them. Because let me tell you, they finally reached 1 million subscribers last week. And their Shooting Star video, on fire. Their um, second video coming out, Left Right, they did a dance performance video on fire. Like, don't sleep on them. They are coming hard. And they are a Japanese-based um, group. They are a Japanese group, sorry, based out of South Korea. So they do K-pop even though they're, they're, you know, they're, they're from Japan. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay, so their Shooting Star video debuted last week. And like I said, this is doing very, very well. It's setting, I, when I watched that, I wrote down three words for the video. And those three words are futuristic space, and I just love it. It has the English caption on the lower left-hand corner. This one makes it very unique and very futuristic. So if you watch the video on the lower left-hand corner, it will say it will have an English caption. But more importantly, it tells you which member is singing or rapping during the song at that particular bar. So if it's Jiren and it's her part, it will say Jiren. And they'll have the words that she's saying or they'll say Harvey or the words that she's saying or singing. And that's the way the whole video went. And so I really appreciate that. I thought it was very unique because they had those little stars and little glitter things around it. And it was set like a blue, like a neon blue, neon purple type um, tone to the video. And it was so beautiful, you guys. So. Make sure you watch it, and I hope this song as well can be part of your playlist in your in your K-pop vibe. Okay, another thing I want you to know about um, XG is they were trainees since 2017, and they debuted in 2022. So they were trainees for approximately five years, which is the standard, as we know, for K-pop trainees. They're all Japanese, um, and they debuted on March 16th, 2022. And they only put out, what, 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 how many songs they put out? Um, Tippy Toes was their first song. 
and then they put out mascara. Now, a lot of people know mascara. And then um, this song, actually, their fandoms are called Alphas, and that is A-L-P-H-A-Z, Alphas. That's the name of their fandom. And their label is X-Galax, which is the division of Avex. And um, yeah, that's about it. So if you guys want to know more about them, make sure you go to the XG, XG's YouTube page um, because these girls are not going anywhere. And um, pretty much last year, all the K-pop girl groups that debuted are coming out strong. You got New Jeans, you got XG, you know, and I think someone else debuted last year too. I like these girl groups are coming out strong, you guys. Boys, y'all need to step with y'all gang because these girls coming out. They coming for y'all. Which leads to the next K-Vibe that I'm, I'm just jamming off of this week. Twice, they came out with their comeback. And they came back strong. Moonlight Sunrise. Um, the cadence puts me in mind of uh, the American artist Sierra or Usher. This has a vibe that you want to skate to. Like here in the United States, there's certain songs that you can skate to. And it just has what we call a skate vibe to it. Um, the cadence beat is like a skate vibe. And um, Twice, I really wasn't too familiar with Twice until this comeback um, video came out and so I decided to research them a little bit more because remember when I started my k-pop journey it was basically Blackpink BTS and that's all I knew and then I started expanding my knowledge of other k-pop groups so since this song captured my ear I decided to research them as well they debuted in October of 2015 they're under the record label of JYP and um, they have since recently in 2020 partnered with Republic Records. So now they have a U.S.-based record label that they have partnered with. The members are Momo, Neon, Tizuyu, Sanya, Sana, sorry, Sana, Jiyong, Yong, Jigo, Ju, sorry. I'm I'm butchering these names, so please forgive me. But Minya, Chaeyoung, and and Dayoung. So those are the members, and the leader is G Jiyu or Jiyo. It's J I H Y O. She's the leader. So they rose to fame um, from being formed from a TV show called 16. They rose to fame with a single called Cheer Up in 2016. And as of 2020 of December, Twice was the highest selling K-pop girl group of all time. Wow. Didn't know that. Okay. They debuted under, um, they debuted under, uh, Warner Music Group. There's another, uh, that's another um, U.S.-based group. But according to this, it was Warner Music of Japan. But we all know Warner Music originated from the U.S. Okay, so that's what they debuted under, Warner Music Group of Japan back in 2017, of June 28th of 2017. Um, and they were the first K-girl group to go platinum in Japan. And in 2019, they were the first K-pop girl group to perform 
in Tokyo Stadium. Tokyo had a very well-known stadium there, and they were the first K-pop group to perform there. So I didn't know all these accolades about TWICE, so congratulations, TWICE. You um, deserve everything that you've gotten thus far. And I personally am now a fan of yours because, let me tell you, Moonlight Sunrise, I love that video. So if you guys have not seen it yet, go watch Moonlight Sunrise. And you guys know all these videos that I'm talking about, you already know I'm going to post the link in my description box on my YouTube page. So there's that. Okay, so the next K, <laughs> wow, the next K vibe group is so different for me, right? But when I had come across them, I was like, wow, this really was emotional for me. And I was surprised how emotional I got. Um, it's from this group called Dreamcatcher. And the name of the, oh, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. The name of the music video is called Reasons. And wow. They're formerly known as Minx, M-I-N-X, and they called themselves Minx from 2014 to 2016. And then they changed their names to Dreamcatcher. They were formed by Happy Face Entertainment, now known as Dreamcatcher Company. There's seven members. Um, G.U., Sua, Sayan, Handong, Yu Haiyan, Dan, and Gaiyang. And by the way, happy birthday, Gaiyang. She had a birthday, so um, I just want to say happy birthday to her. They debuted on January 13, 2017, with a single album called Nightmare. And they were recognized as the face of rock and K-pop by Rolling Stone magazine. That's, that's wow. And in 2022, Ting Vogue called their music a metal and rock styles while they were doing their photo shoots. So that's how they describe them. So um, Dreamcatcher's Reason really um, made me emotional because in their video, they had it like an anime style, have um, documentary, if you will, of behind the scenes of their concerts and with their fans. And from my knowledge, they were not as well known or perceived um, to be enlightened in the K-pop world because of their genre, specific niche genre of K-pop, of rock and metal, right? But now with this Reasons single, it's, they, they've gotten their notoriety. Like, this song really took off with people. Like, I, I mean, if I got a hold of it, you know it took off. And and I just really think that these girls are finally getting the accolades that they deserve. And in the video, someone had said that when... The, it's, it's Okay, so it's part anime, part documentary style, right? And the anime shows this girl going up this spiral staircase and she changes clothes every single time. And every time she changes clothes from what someone described, they said that the, that represents all their albums that they did and which each album they got more and more notoriety. 
and now they're to the place they are now. So these girls come from humble beginnings and they really put in the hard work and struggle to get to where they're at now. And they thank their fans every step of the way. Had it not been there for their fans, they would not be where they're at right now. And no matter what, they vowed to stay together. And it was even said that even if they um, had their contract discontinued, they would not disband. They would stay together. And I think that is amazing. It speaks so much about Dreamcatcher and their dedication to music, right? And to their genre of music as well. Not to give in and, and go with what everyone wants them to do. They're sticking to rock and metal. So you know what, Dreamcatchers? Is that, if that's what you like to do, you stick to it and do you, boo. That's how I feel about that. Okay, so if you haven't heard of Dreamcatcher's song called reason there is a reason for you to go watch it okay so go watch that video and hopefully that will become part of your k-pop vibe in your play playlist okay <sighs> nct127 you remember um i was saying that their dj track came out um from their fourth mini um album well they also debuted another video a couple days ago called in called Ayo. Um, they you know NCT 127 is a part of NCT, which is the bigger you know group. Um, but NCT, this is very interesting. Listen to this NCT 127 is comprised of 10 members, but now nine. I'll get to this in a minute. They were the first fixed in the second overall subunit of NCT, right. They're managed by SM Entertainment, and they're known for their experimental hip-hop and R&B-based music and ener energetic choreography. And if y'all see their choreography, it's very energetic. Like, I don't know where they get their energy from, but it's very good, though. Their most notable songs are Kick It and Cherry Bomb. And you remember, I was talking about this, um, I think at my last, um my last podcast that they were doing a virtual concert. Remember that NCT was um, performing three songs where their avatars were and kick it was one of those songs. So that's how I remember kick it. Um, Cherry bomb. I personally have not heard that song, but I think I'm going to listen to it this weekend. I'll get back with you on that one. Okay, so you remember I was saying there's 10 members, but now there's actively nine. One of them went inactive, and that was Win-Win. Well, Win-Win went back. The reason why he became inactive is because he went to China, went back to China. He had Chinese activities that he was committed to there. Well, come to find out, okay, here I go with the segue. Come to find out, the Chinese activity that he had to be a part of was NCT's Chinese-based group, right? And a couple weeks ago when I did my last podcast, I mentioned a group called Wavy, right? Wavy had the song out that was the bomb. Like, that whole group, I was praising them over their song and their music video. Well, guess what? Win Win was a part of Wavy, and I didn't even put both together until I researched this video and I researched NCT 127. And I was like, wow, that's the connection. And I sort of figured it was Wavy, but I just wanted to research it and to make sure that 
that's where he went. But yeah, he he just he went to Wavy, um, and and became part of that group. Okay, so there is that one, and um, last but not least, on the K vibes, there is a debut this year. The first debut of K-pop goes to the much highly anticipated group called 8-Turn. Now, I don't know who 8-Turn was. I didn't know they were highly anticipated. I didn't know anything about them. And I was like, how, how in the world are they highly anticipated? They haven't come out yet. But they have over a million point. I think it's actually 1.1 million viewers. So I don't know. I mean, how did they know? I, I mean, I didn't know, but I know now. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about 8-Turn. They finally debuted their music video a couple of days ago. And there's a couple reasons why they're called 8-Turn. Okay, so one, they have eight members, right? And two, and by the way, the music video is called Tic Tac and it's from their EP called um, eight, 8 Turn Rise. Okay. So 8 Turn got their name from it being eight members. And the number eight, if you turn it sideways, it becomes an infinity sign, right? So the infinity sign represents 8 Turn's possible abilities of doing endless things with the group. And forever growing, right? Forever changing, forever coming up with new ideas. All the possibilities that can come about from the group. That's what 8 turn stands for. So I thought that was pretty clever. Like 8 turn, you know? You turn into 8, become infinity. So that's where that come from. The 8 members um, debuted their album at a showcase in Gunham Park of Soul this past week to rave reviews. So, um... They're signed under the MNH Entertainment um, Company. So, you know, congratulations, 8-Turn. I hope you do very well this year. You're already off to an amazing start. I know it was a lot of pressure under them being the first group to debut this year, but I think they um, were up to the challenge and they did it with flying colors. So congratulations, 8-Turn. Okay, so... That does it. I have completed my episode. My podcast has come to a close. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed um, my very first interview. And I have more interviews coming up this month. So, you know, stay tuned. Follow me on my podcast on Spotify. Follow, click like and subscribe. Sorry. <laughs> click like and subscribe on my YouTube. I am still growing. I am still, you know, learning how to edit. I am still learning how to um, run a podcast because all this is new for me. Even though I've done it for like two months now, um, I'm still learning things. So I am, you know, so fascinated every day about what I find out um, in the K-pop world and, and, and in the K-pop community as well. So I would love to hear from you guys. So don't don't hesitate to comment on my YouTube, on my Twitter, on my Instagram. Let me know what you guys want to see more of. If you guys um, just want to talk about a certain artist 
or even if you want to talk about a birthday and and go to my friend um and and go to her instagram and talk to her about birthdays and and what is the significant of birthdays to her feel free we're all in the community here and uh, we support each other so i thank you for tuning in once again my name is denise tune in next week for that K-pop talk where I do what? I talk about K-pop. So I'll see you then. Bye.